Trump Day. Now listen, it's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I'm sorry, I'm just, I've just been enamored by looking at the pictures of the snow. It is coming down on the East Coast. It is nasty. It is gross. It is terrible. And that's why I love it here. I'm Go telling home to you. Mommy. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, those suckers back then. I listen, I want everybody to survive. I don't want anybody to get injured or killed or anything like that. But at the same time, uh, I just sit back and say, man, am I glad I do not live there anymore. Despite the pizza, the egg sandwich, I'm glad it's going to be 80. Oh, three things. I know. There's no three things. That's uh, all we need to know. I mean, know. it's going to be 80 here, and it's going to suck from, like, everywhere else to the right of us, <laughs> to the east of us. I just... So good. Yes. It's, I mean, so it's... Good. it's. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, three things I think you need to know. The Trump Department of Justice suing the state of California for interfering with immigration enforcement, for protecting illegal aliens... For not working with uh, the feds by holding the bad ones or any of them they want, suing them. That is freaking awesome. I absolutely love it. It's so good when it hits your ears. It's so good that way. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know last night at the Tucson City Council meeting. Apparently, that's where the uh, Tucson Police Officers Association, that's the, the union, basically. They told the Tucson City Council, basically, look, um, we're screwed. We don't have nearly enough officers. We have less than 800 sworn officers. You guys need to know that. We're not safe. And people need to know this, and I guarantee you this, nothing will happen. I'm just letting you know right now. Nothing will happen. You want to know why? Because look at the council, look at the mayor. What else do you need to know, right? Well, something's going to happen. We're going to get brand new baseball soccer fields on the... Uh... Well, that's Pima County, though, not Tucson. Don't oh. confuse the two. Don't, I don't, 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 don't confuse it. Of Tucson and Pima County? All right. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I love it's it. It's true. It's 100% true. Exactly. It's all the same. Uh-huh. Uh, third thing I think you need to know is that the establishment is very worried about President Trump's tariffs. They're very worried. Some economists, very worried. His, his national economic advisor, Gary Cohen, has put in his resignation. Very worried. He's a globalist. Very worried. Let me remind you of a couple of things. Manufacturing has soared at its fastest rate, fastest rate since 2004 under Trump. But that's before the tariffs. Uh-huh. And these are the same economists that said once Trump won the election, the stock market would tank, the economy would go into recession, and we'd be screwed. How about them apples, huh? Three things I think you need to know. Now, Ryan and I talk, we talk quite a bit, and we talked yesterday afternoon, and I was like, I it it's it's finally sinking in. Like we had Rachel Sedgwick, Tucson school board member, on the show yesterday. You could hear the whole interview. It's on my page at KNST.com, it's on my iHeartRadio channel, it's on my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. It's everywhere. I put it, I tweeted it out at Garrett Lewis on Twitter, follow me there, it's everywhere. It's something you need to hear. And Ryan lectured me the whole time, and it's true. Ryan lectures me. My wife lectures me. It's the same thing. It's like Roadhouse. It's like they're they're Dalton from Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze. You know what they say? Be nice. Remember that in, in Roadhouse? I do, until it's time to not be nice. Exactly. 
And and Rachel Cedric, I think, is a very nice person. I really don't think that she wants anything bad to happen to children, to staff, to teachers, anything like that. I believe the same. I think she's just extremely misguided. So I call Ryan and I'm like, you know, I know we did the interview and people called in for like two straight hours after that. Two and a half hours, for God's sakes. Because I think they were in, in shock. I said, but for me, you know, I did the interview and you're on live radio and you're going. And then Ryan's like, you know, I'm screening, a, a, you know, a gazillion calls and people are saying all kinds of things. Ryan's like, I need to hear it too. I'm like, listen, you need to hear it. And Ryan's like, I need to listen. I said, because it's finally sinking into me. How absolutely insane some of the things were that came out of her mouth. Like, I'm not joking you. The things, and again, it's not a shot at her, but. It's as if she's not in touch with reality. Like Ryan and I were talking. Ryan had a great point. We're talking on the phone. He's like, we live in a world that is mean. I mean, there are some great things in the world. Absolutely. But you have to also acknowledge the dangers that are out there and prepare yourself for it. And it's as if she's living in some kind of alternate reality where bad things don't happen. But they do. Think about this. She says arming your teach you know, arming teachers is insane, it's crazy, it's dumb, it's whatever, right? There are a lot of people that believe that, but they're the same people that also, you ready for this? They want to do everything they can to protect the kids by taxing the hell out of you because you are ruining the environment. You are killing the kids. Remember they say you are killing the kids because you're driving cars like this and flying in planes and whatever else. And, and if we don't have any kind of carbon tax, we don't have the Paris Climate Accord you know what? You're killing the children. And we need to not kill the children. And then we're like, okay, these shootings actually do result in dead children. Yes. We'd like to do something. You're insane. You're nuts. You're crazy. That costs too much money. Yeah. But the Paris Climate Accord, which would have literally cost us billions of dollars, millions of jobs, that's okay. That's a good sacrifice. And people are upset. That, that we didn't join that. Yes. Up, the, very upset to protest in the streets. Yes. Why are they protesting this, securing schools? Because the people that believe in it have jobs. I know what you're saying. I saw the news yesterday. I saw one report. It was on Tucson News Now. Uh, they covered the school board meeting, I guess, and there were like 20, looked like 20 or 25 people, a lot of empty chairs. Uh, we got more done on this show than they ever will at a meeting. But, uh, I mean, that's government for you. But the stuff that she said yesterday, once I finally literally had a few hours to get away, to think about it and think about all the answers and remember the interview, and I'm like, this was insane. Like, if there was any person that said this to any other other media outlet, we played the sound bites, we'd have a field day with it. So I said, you know what, I think we need to actually, because there was a lot that she said in that hour. And... I told Ryan, I said, I think we need to actually cut up some sound bites from the interview and do it throughout the show because this stuff was so crazy. Now, again, I don't think she's a bad person. I think she's extremely misguided. I think she's dangerously naive. Now, it's not her fault, but it's dangerously naive because some of the things that she said. Yes, some of the things that she said are literally out of this world. And these are these are kids, and these are teachers, and these are staffers. So if you missed any of it, again, you can hear the whole thing on my page at KNST.com or on my Facebook page. But I want you to hear some highlights. And there are so many things that we can do, okay? Um, 
This one generated. Let's go to number seven. Uh, this, get the updated sheet. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a <laughs> sorry. It is number fifty three. What a difference that is. Number fifty three. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this is what she said, and I basically she basically says a gun will not stop a shooter. So somebody coming in to shoot the school with a gun, another person with a gun to neutralize the shooter. That won't work. What will work? Listen to Rachel Sedgwick on the show yesterday, Tucson School But if you're five minutes from a police station and somebody walks on campus and starts shooting up people, that's still five minutes of shooting that can't be stopped. So I was working in Bridgeport when... um, when I I, I I I will, but I'm just telling you, it's five minutes that can't be stopped. That's that's correct, but a gun on campus is not going to stop the shooting. It's going to increase the shooting. What you could do to stop... (laughs) In, in five minutes, if you have eyes in the hallway, I would argue that uh, another custodian in every single school would, would far more increase security than arming any single teacher. I get a lot, you know, teachers are human beings, right? And so, so they have like, tempers. You, you want a they custodian? A lot of pressure. You want a custodian to be in there to take the bullets unarmed? No, I'm not. We're not talking about taking bullets. Well, what is he going to do to I'm, stop? I'm the talking stuff? about eyes and, okay. a, and a microphone. So, also, let's. We have to be eyes realistic. And a microphone. I, sorry, a, a walkie-talkie. Yes, that may have generated more comments than anything else. I mean, I'm getting texts. There's is comments on my Facebook page about this. Because I posted the interview and I even just asked a question, well, what'd you think? And I mean, I, I got leaving last night at like 7.30 at night, a friend of mine sends me a, te- a text. Custodians on a walkie-talkie is absolute brilliance. Like what you just heard is Nancy Pelosi level stupid. Again, I'm not taking a shot at Rachel, but I have to be honest And I have to tell you exactly what I think about what she said. And that's the equivalent of basically saying, we don't need a border wall. We can mow the grass. That will help keep the border protected. It's, you're being mean to her. It's freaking Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, stupid. I can only think of that. Like, thinking of, and this is not a shot at Rachel. But the things that she said yesterday, and she is a freaking school board member that has influence about policy, about what happens in the largest school district in southern Arizona. And her level of cluelessness, foolishness, approaches Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters. It was that bad. Like, I literally, that's why I called right. I'm like, it's, it's sinking in. Like, what we just witnessed. I mean, you want to go Billy Madison. At the, you know, the, the answer, your answer made absolutely no sense. We're all dumber now that you shared it. May God have mercy on your soul. Well, um, I, I, it's I was just nuts. But like, you, you know, how's Ryan the janitor going to stop this shooter? If all I have is a walkie, I ain't going to hit him with my broom. Yeah. And that, what, what do you think of this? If, if all of a sudden, and look on to Florida, we have that wacko shooter down there, right? He walks in, he's got a gun, he's decked out in, in, in fatigues, in, you know, in, in, in just in armor, Yep. and he walks in the hallway, and there's a janitor there. 
the hell's the janitor gonna? Hey, there's a shooter. What, what are we? What are you gonna do? Break a breaker. Yeah, uh, yeah. A person with a weapon on. The... And, oh! and I mean, and for the, and for her to be like, oh yeah, extra eyes so they can, you know. Well, I'm not. And I, you, I'm not talking about them taking bullets. Well, that's what's going to happen. Well, first of all, why are you talking about hiring a janitor? Why not hire another school security person instead, who could actually do something about the situation? Mm-hmm. I, again, this was like. This is a level of nuttiness. And and the fact that nobody else besides us exposed this and called it out. I mean, I wonder if anything like this, did anybody like bring this up at the freaking school board meeting yesterday? Like, are you insane? And again, this is not a shot at her. I'm really not. I'm basing it on the things she said. It's not personal. It's based on the things she said. That's just one. That's just one. We'll sprinkle them out uh, throughout the show. And now that you had a chance to digest this, if you heard the interview, or if you just heard that soundbite, like me, I needed time to digest it, you can comment as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Related story. You know, in Utah, there's a state law. It says every uh, teacher has the right to carry a concealed weapon. You don't have to even tell uh, administration. You You just do it. There was a teen that tried to do some serious damage to a school yesterday in Utah. And it wasn't with a gun. Oh, yeah. Not with a gun. Did you hear about this? Well, wait till you hear it. Terrorist. Wait till you hear this. It's coming up. Three minutes. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. talk. No, it's great. I'm glad this is here. We'll get to that. 629. Going to be about 80 degrees today. <laughs> Just call people on the East Coast. Uh, my best friend's uh, back home, his uh, grandmother passed away. So uh, even though he's not Jewish, uh, what, what you do with, when people die, uh, when Jews die, you sit shiva for seven days and, and you don't send flowers, stuff like that. You send food because nobody wants to cook. You want to just be able to sit there. You send food. It's what we do. So we send food. I called up an Italian place in Deer Park on Long Island. And said, all right, I need food for this many people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm like salivating at the accent the chick has and talking about the chicken parmesan and the meatballs and the penny la vodka. I'm like, oh, my God. But then I asked her, hey, how's the weather today? And she's like, oh, it's starting to look bad. We're going to get crushed tomorrow with snow and it's cold. I'm like, okay, cool, 72 and sunny here. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get Italian somewhere else. So anyway, uh, that, that's what happened. Um, really quick, and I'll get to the calls. In Utah, a teenager at high school, they're not releasing his name, tried to set a bomb off at his high school. He researched ISIS. He actually was uh, spraying graffiti. ISIS, he's trying to do, ISIS is coming, and he got as far as CO. ISIS is CO. So he apparently brought a bomb to school. Um, somehow, this it's still happening. He was a homemade explosive device. He was in his backpack. Um, they searched his home after he, after he got busted at school, I guess. He was the police found on computers and stuff. He was researching information, expressing interest in ISIS and promoting ISIS. Um, they got the bomb. They said if it was detonated, it would have really caused a lot of damage and death. Uh, the device was disarmed and he was identified. I don't know how they got him or found it or found the bomb or whatever, but they did. And I'm wondering if now they need to just say, all right, we are a bomb-free zone. No, well, they need to hire another janitor. Yeah, the janitor should have seen it, right? Exactly. Hang on. Talk about that, Bill. Bill, welcome to KNST. Hi. Good morning. 
this uh, suggestion of putting another set of eyes in the hallways, uh, hiring another custodian or janitor. Uh, so this janitor, is he going to do his job and clean the school, maintain the school? He could be off in the gymnasium or the office or another classroom. Or are they going to hire this janitor to just simply stand in the hall? Not do it, not be a janitor, but just simply stand in the hall and watch. That, that's a good question. You it know, you don't. Any, no, it, it doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. No, uh, it doesn't. Uh, listen, listen to this. Listen to this, Bill. She also, you know, the, the 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 people that don't want teachers to be armed. The number one reason they give is that they say teachers don't sign up to be police. And I'm thinking now that it's all digesting in, I was so like in shock at her answers. I'm thinking, so janitors signing up for this job? You tell me a teacher can't exactly. carry a firearm and and uh, you know protect students. If there's a shooter when they just all hide out in the class, but a janitor can do this? So if you're going to spend the money on the janitor to just simply stand in the hall, then hire an off-duty police officer to to simply stand in the hall. Not clean the building, not maintain the school uh, facilities, but just simply stand in the hall. I know. What an off-duty police officer. Dude, don't you think that again? This is not a shot at her. I think I don't think she has any ill will. She wants kids to be safe. She wants teachers to be able to teach. I get it. She's just severely misguided. But when of you course, say, we but, all do. yes, but when you say something, in a lot of these things that are so off the wall, and insane and dumb, shouldn't there be a public outcry? Shouldn't well, there be it, something? Let's not call it this new hire a janitor. Then hire- I know, I know. Thank you. You're not getting what I'm freaking saying, and it's annoying. What are you saying? That when so, when an elected official says such off-the-wall things that make no sense, shouldn't there be a public outcry for this person to get their act together, open their eyes, or step down? I think so. 633 on KNST, AIM 790s. Matter of fact, we'll just play a couple more. And we have other stuff to get to as well. Uh, Tucson police. Um, uh, there, there's, there's just so much. But you said they had a meeting last night, right? Uh, what the school board? Yeah, yeah, nothing was accomplished. Well, that's and and there's the answer to it was what just your we're question. just gonna start just right now. No, solve the problem. No, no, no. The answer to your question, what you just said, is nobody what? bothers to go yes. to these things and, yeah. be, and be a part of it. So there can't be no, there can't be an outcry. There can't be an outcry. I go, what happened? No, yes. you're right. You're right. You're Until right. something bad happens. Right. Well, again, so she says janitors should be there to do extra stuff that's not part of their job. But did you hear her explain why teachers apparently can't? And then she realized she just stepped in it. You got to hear it. It's one of the epic parts of the interview yesterday. We'll get to it in about five right now on KNST. Here's Fox. Bing Talk. Yeah, it is. Hello, 641. Thank you for hanging out. It is not going to be like the East Coast today because we're in a better place. Much better place. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Number one, uh, the Trump Department of Justice, Jeff Sessions, Trump suing the state of California. I absolutely love it because they're getting in the way of enforcing immigration law. Finally. I mean, this is good stuff. We're sick as stupid, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, Tucson Police Union last night at the uh, Tucson City Council meeting told, and this is a big deal. They told the council, you don't really see any stories on this. They told the city council, we are really short-staffed. 
This is a big deal. We are we have less than 800 sworn officers. That means we had less we have less than 100 we have 100 less officers than we did 2 years ago. They've lost 6 in the 6 last 6 months they've lost 24 officers to a whole bunch of different neighboring police agencies. That's insane, isn't it? What are they doing? Where's the plan? Raise taxes. Uh, didn't they just raise taxes to help pay for stuff? Cars? Is it? Okay. Way to go. Uh, third thing. Let's do this one. I like this. Third thing I think you need to know. Uh, Trey Gowdy. Bob Goodlatte, two Republican congressmen, wrote a letter to Jeff Sessions and Rod Rosenstein, the number two guy, the DOJ. And you know what they want? A second special counsel. They want a FISA abuse investigated. The abuse committed by the FBI and the DOJ. They said, we can't have you guys investigating yourselves. We need someone from the outside to do it. That's actually a good use of, of this. That, that you can't have them do it. You need a special counsel. Bob Mueller, what a joke. You know what he's doing right now, by the way? He's, uh, he's trying to figure out if the United Arab Emirates donated money to the Trump campaign, which would have been illegal. I thought this whole thing was about Russia's influence. What the hell does the UAE have to do with this? Grasping at straws. Three things I think you need to know. I thought you were going to say he was sipping a Singapore sling next to the pool or something. Singapore sling. Yeah, you know, I learned that in bartending school. Never made one. Not one. Oh, I'll let you make me one then. I, it's been a long time. I won't judge you. <laughs> I'll Google it. Just make it strong. Uh, so let's play a couple more since we just played that sound. And again, throughout the show, we have other things to talk about. And we will talk about them. Uh, but throughout the show, we have to play sound bites of Rachel Sedgwick on the show yesterday, Tucson school board member. And it's not to take a shot at her personally. It's just I needed time to digest everything she said because it happened right. And it's easy for you to listen and hear it. But for me to conduct the interview, I got to think what I'm going to say next, wh- where I'm going, react to her answers. I talked to Ryan again. And after digesting it, I'm like, oh, my God, that the things she said were Nancy Pelosi level stupid. They really were. <clears throat> That's it. I got I got a great uh, great response on Facebook by the way. Hall monitors and yellow vests will fix the problem. Cuz we played in the land just if you're just tuning in we played a half hour ago her comment about janitors. We don't need armed teachers. We just need like extra eyes. Like we need more janitors in the hallway. If, typical lib stuff by the way. Let the janitor take the bullet. So anyway, janitors apparently could do extra things. They could they could clean, they could do what janitors do, janitorial duties, and they could also look out for shooters. But teachers they damn it! They can't actually have a gun on them. They they do too many things. It would stop them from doing that. That's what she told me. You know, let's do forty nine. Let's let's do let's do them in order. You have to hear this. This was the beginning, where she literally doesn't even realize what she's saying. Rachel Sedgwick on the show yesterday. Uh, why it's bad to arm teachers? Here we go. Uh, well, generally, it's my my experience uh, working in schools that that leads me to believe it's uh, not a very good idea. Okay. To arm teachers. Um, for for a, a a huge number of reasons, actually. Okay, well, what are the reasons? Um, well, you know, to just the the most practical uh, teachers are already tasked with um, a great deal. We, you know, they they are responsible for teaching a subject matter. They're responsible for teaching social skills. Uh, they have to discipline a classroom, make sure that students are seated or listening. They're attending to the lesson. Uh, so a teacher has to be sort of a, an entertainer, entertainer as well as a leader, uh, an academic. I love this. Uh, you know, an academician. Academician. Uh, and so they they already have a magician, uh, mathematician, a large number of statistician. Duties. 
And so adding adding a gun to the mix, a lot of duties is um, is uh, not. Well, not you a see, date. but janitors can do it. Janitors. So then I asked her, listen to this, 50, and you'll hear my question. How does a gun stop a teacher from doing their job? Here we go. Well, um, guns are not allowed on campus. Yeah, no, but I know about that. But how would, if if you did allow it, how would a gun stop the teacher from doing their job? All all by itself, a gun that's concealed on the the teacher's person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, I think you're right. It wouldn't stop a teacher from doing their job. Well, there you go. Okay, so then that goes against what you just said. There you go. Holy smokes. Well, you can't push a push broom and hold your firearm at the same time, Garrett. I don't think you're. She you thinks she can. That, that janitors oh. can do more things. Teachers can multitask. You only aspect. have two hands. Ableist. Dude, it's so dumb. Well, again, I'm just telling you, I don't know. What do you think can happen here? I mean, she was elected. Listen, what's scary is that she replaced. A guy who is a Grijalvaite. This is what happens. Rel Grijalva started on the school board. His daughter Adelita is on the school board. That's your stepping stone to something else in politics. So they try to load up a whole bunch of wackos on a school board to get them, you know, get their names known, get them experience in politics, have them also uh, ruin the education system so people are dumb and dependent on the government, right? And what you get is more people like Grijalva and more wackos. It starts and they progress and go from there and there and there, right? She actually replaced a wacko, a Grijalvaite. She didn't. Everybody's like, oh, this is good. Now there's three good ones against two bad ones. Holy smoke, no way. But what do you do? Do you vote her out? Who do you vote in? It's a thankless job. It's extra hours, everything. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. But the fact that she actually, I mean, she she's going to law, I think she went to law school, she's trying to pass the bar, I don't know, something like that, she's trying to pass the bar. I'm just like, this is, this is, fr- again, this is Nancy, I have no other words to say, but this is Nancy Pelosi level stupid. It really is. Food stamps are ways to get jobs. You want to increase jobs? More food stamps, as Nancy Pelosi said. This is the same kind of stuff, and again, I'm not taking a shot at Rachel. I'm just being honest after really just just, just thinking about what actually happened on this show. Like this is this should be viral. This is so insane. This should this should go everywhere across the country. These things being so stupid is what she said. Something else that she said. Fifty two, if you don't mind, Ryan. She throws this out there without any actual examples or data. Listen to this. <laughs> Believe it or not, they've done studies that all of these states where there are teachers uh, in the USA who are permitted to bring yeah. guns onto campus. Um, they've done research over yeah. the past uh, 10 or 12 years. Actually, I think this has been going on since about 1998. So yeah. they had like, you know, a, a few years to, uh-huh. to collect some data. Uh, and what they've discovered is that it's not good. When you give a teacher a gun, um, teachers are have been known to, and I, I, I laugh because to me it's, it's not common sense, right? But if you give a teacher a gun... Yeah. Um, they have turned on their classrooms. They've threatened entire classrooms wow. of children. They've threatened their, their principals and their administrators. Yeah. And then I asked her, we don't have to play it again, but I was like, wait, do you have any actual evidence of this? Well, I read studies and stuff. Do, do, you, have anal, do you have actual evidence of this? Like, honestly, after hearing this, and Adelirita Grijalva is like her dad, and she's a lunatic too. 
But every the other four members of the Tucson school board last night should have just said, we heard your interview on the radio. You have no credibility to say anything. You have no credibility. Like, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I, it's... Um, there's uh, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting messages on Facebook from listeners. This is and we have this soundbite. We should probably find. We haven't played this one in so long. I totally forgot about this. Here's here's what the listener said. My kids seven, nine, and eleven started yelling at the radio. Guns aren't toys. Remember she said yesterday, I take my toy. They take the toys to the desert and blow stuff up. My oldest said she sounds like Pelosi about President Trump's trip to Saudi Arabia when she said it wasn't even alphabetical. Like, how does he fit? He didn't Canada and he goes straight to S. Oh, we got to find that. So, but I'm telling you, it's the same delusional thinking. It's the same delusional stuff. Same delusional stuff. All right, real quick. Who who is this? I can't see the screen. Oh, uh, Martin. 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 Welcome to KNST. Hello, Martin. How you doing, guy? All right. Love your show again, man. Thank you. Me too. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just listening to the interview. I'm just shocked. I, I almost feel sorry for this poor woman. She just sounds so in over her head. I mean, I know she kind of means well, and she's trying to think through the process. But when she answered your question about how does a gun prevent a teacher from doing their job, and she kind of listed off a bunch of stuff that teachers do every day, that that's irrelevant. They're carrying the weapon to be used in an armed confrontation with someone that's going to kill people. They're not mm-hmm. going to be entertaining and teaching and doing everything else that she listed it's just this non sequitur it's two different things it it's it, and then when i called her out on it and said how does that stop them well i guess it doesn't okay no. there there you go i, I again this this is just I'm, I'm i'm baffled by it. but again what do we do what is this only 25 people look like 20 25 people showed up this the this school board meeting and i know people have lives but it's it's kind of frightening that somebody like this has power and sway and influence over policy at the school district. Oh, absolutely. These people, most of them have to be replaced. The Grijalvas and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. My goodness, they're, they're, it's, it's frightening. And it, it, they seem to discontinue on. They seem to be able to get reelected. Yep. And that's not going to change that's until what, we change it. You don't right. have the answer. I know. I don't think we know. I don't know if anybody has the answer. But that's that's why we'll, we got to continue. Uh, but that's why Tucson is kind of, uh, kind of a dumpy place. Let's, let's be honest because you have that kind of thinking. We'll continue 653 KNST AM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Seven Oh six. How you doing? It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis on this Trump day, March 7th, KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Again, highlights from the interview I did with Rachel Sedgwick at this time yesterday. I'm going to do it throughout the show because it took me several hours to digest everything. And it finally occurred to me that, again, I'm not taking a shot at her. I don't think that she wants kids to die or teachers to be in danger. But she is uh, she is Nancy Pelosi-level wacky. Like, that's not a shot. It's just, I'm basing it on her answers, not her personally. See how nice I'm trying to be? She is Nancy Pelosi-level insane. So we have highlights coming up. And if you missed the interview, it's on my page at KNST.com. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Uh, also on my iHeart channel. 
Search Garrett Lewis on iHeartRadio.com or iHeart app. It's all there. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, this is why we elected Trump. Enough of this garbage. Trump and his DOJ led by Jeff Sessions suing. Suing the state of California. Because they get in the way of enforcing immigration law. They don't want to work with ICE. They don't want to hold illegals that need to be uh, arrested and deported and processed everything else. They are suing them for this. Suing them because of what the Oakland mayor did as well. Suing them. Thank goodness. That is fantastic. Second thing. I think you need to know. And there's just so much, man. There's just so much. But this is big. The Tucson police. This should be a lead story here in Tucson. Tucson Police Union shows up yesterday at the city council meeting, and you know what they told the city council right to their faces? I can only imagine Chris Magnus, the chief, getting just so upset. They said, we are understaffed. There are eight, less than 800 sworn officers in Tucson, city of a million people, less than 800 sworn officers. And the TPD officer that said this said it was his duty to bring it to the council tonight. And he's probably going to get backlash from Magnus. Because he doesn't like anything bad. I mean, nice if Magnus would come on this show to talk about it. We are the show of record for Southern Arizona. Not, not only that, this officer said this means we have 100 less officers we have today than we did two years ago. In the last six months, we've lost 24 officers to different agencies in Arizona. Neighboring agencies here in Southern Arizona. Sergeant Tony Archibald is the brave man, the secretary of the TPOA, Tucson Police Officers Association. He's the one that said that. Kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. Third thing I think you need to know, Trey Gowdy, Bob Goodlad, a couple of Republican congressmen have said enough is enough. We need a special counsel to investigate the FISA abuse at the Department of Justice and the FBI. They, uh, they wrote a letter. They're calling for it. Enough is enough. We can't have them... Um, investigate themselves. We need a, a, a special counsel to do it. There is big-time bias. Um, they can't be trusted. So good. I'm glad they wrote a letter to Jeff Sessions. This is actually what we need a special counsel for. Three things I think you need to know. Now, again, we've been talking about the uh, Rachel Sedgwick interview and the fallout. And if you didn't get a chance to get in yesterday, you can. 880-KNST, 880-5678. They had a, a Tucson school board meeting yesterday. It looked like about 20, 25 people were there. And I, I just read the story on Tucson News Now, and it appears nothing was done. Literally nothing. Everything's, okay, We had, this is just the beginning of things. We need to move at the speed of real life. Right? Trump gets into D.C., wants to get stuff done. Doesn't matter if it's in D.C., if it's the school board in Tucson. It seems like every part of some kind of elected office, things take forever to get things done. And it's just stupid. So anyway, I got a couple of interviews here. I mean, I got a couple of emails. Um, one just got to me. And, you know, I'll do this one first. Because we've been talking about, we played the soundbite of, uh, of Rachel Sedgwick, the school board member who came on the show, who's... Again, I'm sure she wants the best for everybody, but she is dangerously naive. Nancy Pelosi level dumb on this subject. She said, uh, we, need to, we don't need to arm teachers. We can have janitors. You know, we need extra eyes like janitors. That'd be a much better use of the money. Having janitors watching out if there's anybody crazy like with a gun walking down the hall. Yeah, because a janitor is going to step in and do it. So I just got an email from a gentleman named Michael. And he writes to me. Just a few minutes, 10 minutes ago, I'm a maintenance slash facilities lead for a local school district. 
And while I'm sure a few of my janitors would be willing to carry on campus, it would make more sense to have a handful of teachers armed. We have a sheriff's deputy on campus most of the time at the high school, and he and I have had discussions of me being able to pack while I'm on the job, as I always have. Well, I don't want to say anything. Anyway, he said, this sheriff's deputy said he's all for it. He says, if anything went down, the more trained help, the better. And he said, we've had a few unsubstantiated threats since the shootings in Florida, so the conversations have been ongoing. Thanks. So here's a janitor who heard that soundbite. How long is the soundbite about the janitors again for her? What, what the hell did, which one was it again? A custodian will. If people are just tuning in, number 53, 53. I think you can go uh, like halfway through it or something like that. I think she says it like halfway through it. You want to, yeah, let's try, yeah, this is what Sedgwick said. Here we go. In, in five minutes, if you have eyes in the hallway, I would argue that uh, another custodian in every single school would, would far more increase security than arming any single teacher. I get a lot, you know, teachers are human beings, right? So, they have tempers. You you want a custodian? A lot of. You want a custodian to be in there to take the bullets unarmed? No, I'm not. We're not talking about taking bullets. Well, what is he going to do to stop? I'm talking about eyes and a a microphone. So, also, let's. We have to be realistic. Eyes and a microphone. Sorry, a a walkie-talkie. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Teachers are are human beings. Custodians are not. There you go. (laughs) I mean, what else do you want? Uh, there's no difference between the two. So, so yeah. So there, there you go. And I wonder. I should have asked her. Well, what if can the custodian be armed? You know, the teacher to be armed. Can the custodian be armed? She'd probably say no. It's just dumb. Because we have the we have the soundbite where you know uh, she said you can't you can't stop uh, a person with a gun by having a gun, right? She mm-hmm. she actually she said that. <clears throat> um. Matter of fact, 54 real quick. Why not? And then we'll get to the other other email that I got from a TUSD employee. Here we go. Teachers, have we have to teach our kids. If we're saying there's a problem with kids shooting each other on campus, my mind does not say, ah, we need to add guns to this mix. No, we don't. How do you stop we a bad guy with a gun? Add education. Add education will stop someone with Every a gun. Every single shooter has had mental health issues. And yes, I know it's not, there is no magic bullet. What I'm advocating is not sexy. People say, "Ah, right, but you haven't come up with a solution. I have. You're not listening. Yeah. Janitors, extra eyes, covering windows, uh, telling kids they're not allowed to bring guns to school. What am I missing? There's something else. There's something else. The education part? Yeah. Or the, uh, mm. right? Wait, go, back to, go back to 53. Was there something in the beginning of that? Because I have it in there described as guns won't stop shooting custodians well. But if you're five minutes from a police station... And somebody walks on campus and starts shooting up people. That's still five minutes of shooting that can't be stopped. The, so I was working in Bridgeport when... Um, when I, 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 I will, in, yeah, but I mean, I'm just telling you, it's five minutes that can't be stopped. That's, that's correct. But a gun on campus is not going to stop the shooting. It's going to increase the shooting. There you go. What you- and then she said the, the janitors. All right, so you have that. I mean, again, it's, it's Nancy Pelosi level stupid. It really is. You have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. I mean, we, we have, I, I'm looking up, we have all kinds of Pelosi sound bites. 
Um, I mean, if uh, it's you, you, you want to, you want a doozy. I saw one in here. This is an oldie, but a goodie. Um, <clears throat> this is the same kind of logic. Just play this and I'll play I'll read the email in just a second. Go ahead. Payroll tax cut that the president proposed would put $1,500 in the pockets of 160 million about. Americans. The pay, unemployment insurance extension is not only good for individuals, it is, uh, has a macroeconomic impact. As the macroeconomic macro advisors have stated, it will make a difference of 600,000 jobs mm-hmm. to our economy. Yes, uh, unemployment checks will add 600,000 jobs to the economy. Same level, same, same thing. So I get this uh, email. I'm going to leave this, this person's name out. Um, I am a recent employee of TUSD and have the following comments on the interview with Rachel Sedgwick on security. Anyone can jump over a fence with a gun and get into most schools as the monitors are too busy with the discipline problems. An example is from last year when a student tried to walk into Palo Verde High School with a gun. Do you remember that? I don't remember. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. The student made it as far as the teacher's parking lot on the campus. Guns aren't allowed, though. Did Maybe if Rachel would have just told the student, don't you can't bring a gun. Maybe. Maybe. A man saw the student with a gun, followed him into the teacher's parking lot, body slammed the student to the ground, and took away the gun. That is a brave person right there to take on a gun, a gun-carrying person unarmed. No TUSD personnel knew anything about this until after the student was disarmed. My guess is Rachel doesn't know anything about this, as this school is good at covering things up. Putting a piece of paper over the door glass, because she said that, only tells a shooter that there is someone in the room and not armed. All the shooter has to do is break the glass, reach in, open the door, begin killing students. Some schools have a school resource officer, an armed TUSD police officer. Does this person have a Kevlar vest? Do they have the training to engage in active I think I think they do. As a teacher, I would probably not do concealed carry as long as I knew the facility was adequately hardened. Right now, TUSD schools, this teacher tells me, are not adequately hardened. See, why did they not get a, I mean, get it done. Bring experts in at this meeting yesterday. What was the point of the freaking meeting? And then this person writes, on discipline, this is a teacher at TUSD. I've had students curse at me. The vice principal and principal cursed, were cursed at as well and only gave this student a 10-day suspension. This student has had prior suspensions, and after coming back from that suspension, proceeded to hit a monitor and a civilian at a school, which is a felony, but just got another 10-day suspension. Yeah, isn't assault illegal? Uh, I've had a student taken out of the room multiple times. Monitors have taken 10 to 15 minutes to get my room, to get to my room, to take away a student since they were busy taking other bad students out of classes. 10 to 15 minutes. 10 to 15 minutes. He's had a student bully, uh, bullied, but administration did nothing about it. He's had a student uh, threaten to beat me up if they caught me off campus. Students tell me they make more money than me as drug runners for dealers. And students fight with other students right in front of me. Generally, the discipline problems are related to poor or no parenting. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame the school for all this stuff, but why would you want to be a teacher at TUSD when you deal with this garbage? At the last student parent conference night, I had the parents of six 
of my 130 students show up. Sad. Sad. And you know, the, the teachers don't feel like they can actually bring these problems to administrators for feel of retali- fear of retaliation. And uh, most of the school board members, like Rachel Sedgwick and the rest of them, just bury their heads in the sand. That's it. They just bury their heads in the sand. What's this? Worth it? He called, yeah. But right. he has a decent question about the situation. John, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello, Garrett. I had called you a couple of weeks ago. I was a guy in the neighborhood that I got accosted, and then I told you at the local neighborhood meeting about the at the elementary school where the principal chimed in that that day, uh, you know, they had two uh, cars pull up and uh, oh, guns yes. were brandished. Yes. You know, does Rachel Sedwick even know that that happened? I mean, because when she was talking, it was like, do you not realize that, you know, there's potential, this potential's already going. You already cited one about the student that was body slammed. But uh, it seems like uh, they're not even acknowledging uh, that there's problems. So it makes me wonder, do they even, are they getting reports of this? Or? You know, I, she, she said that there's discipline problems. She tried talking about it, and I get it, but I wanted to focus on arming teachers or not arming teachers and coming up with a solution to harden schools. She mentioned that. I, I don't know if the problem is that, you know, people like uh, Adelita Grijalva and the other nut, it's not Crystal Foster, whoever else is on that board, the Grijalvaites, if they just want to act as if it's not there because, well, they're okay with it, and, and you know, they, they just don't see it a problem. They think it's unfair if these kids get targeted. Who knows? Yeah, but I'm getting from the point of view. Not, I'm not talking about this problem. I'm talking about two vehicles that pulled up. Oh, that, yeah. Pulled gun, yeah. I mean, it's not even, you know, it doesn't have to be kids. We're focused on kids coming in with guns or, or bombs or whatever. It doesn't have to be kids. I mean, it can be adults coming in. Uh, if the schools, I mean, I, I worked over in Africa, and we had armed security. We had hardened facilities. I mean, if you're not willing to, uh, what I don't understand is, let's put out there, what would be the cost? If you don't want to hire off-duty police or, you know, hire armed security, let's put the cost out there. At least let's harden the school. I mean, yeah, you can't put brick, you know, 10-foot walls up around, but let's at least harden the doors, maybe talk about getting uh, gun-proof uh, um you know, blast-proof windows. I mean, let's start getting serious here and put it to the voters and let them decide. You know, I mean, make several presentations, but just don't go and say, uh, as she did yesterday, well, we tell a student, no, you can't bring something in. I mean, uh, this is a person who hasn't been outside of the United States in, the third, in a third-world country where you're, you're watching, you know, your eyes are 360 degrees because you don't know where where the hell's going to come from? Well, I'll tell you what, based on that uh, email from that teacher, it seems like it's a third world country inside the TUSD schools. Uh, that's my perception of what I'm getting, yes. You know, so it's, like, they got some major problems, and the problem is, is that nobody, there's all these meetings, you know, it's like corporate America, there's meetings to have meetings, and nothing ever gets solved. And, you know, what they do yesterday, they had this meeting, and literally, I mean, I watched, and thank you for the phone call, um, and I don't think she knows that stuff, um, but I just, I just don't think I just I just don't think they have any answers. They're interested in answers. I just there's nothing that actually happens. I didn't put the sound bites in the Tucson News uh, now story from Rachel Sedgwick. I think it was worth it, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, it says here in the story the uh, the governing board policy has not been updated since 2012. Has been reviewed since 2013 by the then superintendent. Rachel Cedric said, quote, it's time for us to consider it. This is a good time since everyone is talking about guns in schools. 
We want to assure people, at least in my mind, there is no magic bullet. There is no one thing we can do. It's a process. We need to have systems in place. We need to be ready for, we need to be ready all the time and conscious. I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't know. They're going to have the big meeting tonight. They're going to have it at, um, where is it? Where is it? It's, one of them is uh, Saguaro High School, and one of them is at Choya. Uh, tonight, 6 to 8. I forget which one. Just go to the TUSD website if you want to go. It's really embarrassing that people didn't go to, um, I mean, it's 25 people. Went to the school board meeting yesterday. If my kid was in those schools, I'd have been up there and whooping some butt. We'll continue. 724 KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. We know you're thinking everything he's saying. Well, except for the crazy stuff that's flying out of his mouth. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. 741. Thanks for hanging out. Wait. Yes. I like this song. It's the kind of song that you hear when you shop at Banana Republic. I don't know. I just threw that out. <laughs> I never even been at Banana Republic. I know. Uh, three <clears throat> three things. I'm sure my wife has. You've eaten a lot of bananas in the Republic. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yes. Three, like, I can't do that. three things that I think you need to know. Um, this is just coming out. Number one, private sector jobs grow by 235,000 in February. Versus the 195,000 expected. So once again, the eggheads that thought Trump was going to destroy the economy. We're wrong. How about that? The economy seems to be going pretty good, huh? Second thing that I think you need to know. uh, The Trump administration, his DOJ, Jeff Sessions, suing the state of California for being morons. For them trying to stop uh, ICE. Trying to stop ICE from enforcing immigration law and arresting illegal aliens and everything else. Good for them for for actually doing that. That's what we want, right? That's what we need. We do. Third, you're, I think your mic's on. Third thing, I think you need to know, Tucson police, their union showed up at the city council meeting and said it like it is to the Tucson city council. Why is this not a big story? A Sergeant Tony Archibald, secretary for the Tucson Police Officers Association, told the council, listen, uh, we have less than 800 sworn officers here in Tucson, right? You need to know this. We have less than 100 officers. Uh, we have 100 less officers today than we did two years ago. In the last six months, we lost 24 officers to different local agencies. Not good. Didn't Steve Kazachik said his big thing was to make sure that uh, everyone's going to be safe? What are you doing, Kazachik, to make sure the police actually hire people and retain them? Huh? Maybe you can start by firing Magnus. How about that? Hashtag fire Magnus. There's a reason why everybody's leaving. I know it's pay and it's Magnus. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, real quick, too, I want you to win stuff. Old Tucson, celebrating the Spirit of the West with Spirit of the West Fest. It's going to be March 16th through the 18th. You can win tickets to it. Go to KNSD.com, enter today, enter when you want, win some tickets. Uh, before we play for you the... Uh, Maybe the ultimate in the Russia-Trump election derangement syndrome. I mean, what I heard, I was like, holy crap. First, let's go to Tom. Tom, welcome to KNST. Hello, Tom. Hey, how you doing there? All right. So I've been listening to this whole thing, and uh, I, you know, remember when she said that there were teachers that were threatening the students and she didn't have any information as far as references on that? Mm-hmm. 
came for her own district. I can virtually guarantee you. When you have people that are being assaulted by their students, the teachers, yeah. and you hand them weapons, they can't continue to get assaulted without actually using the, trying to protect themselves with the weapons you handed to them. So you're saying that, like the email that I read from that Tucson teacher... That said that he was uh, threatened to be beat up, and he wasn't attacked, but he was threatened. I'm going to beat you up when I see you off campus. You think Look, that? The, hang, think, on, hang, on, sh- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me talk. Let me talk. You think that teacher is going to whip out the gun and shoot the student? I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that, um, well, for instance, my son went to uh, was a teacher in Washington D.C. Okay, he got assaulted. He got attacked Oof. by a girl. Got, and he's a big dude. He got beat up. Do you and, think? Uh, the principal didn't back him. The student got to stay in class, and he got blamed for it. Oh, it's terrible. Okay, so we're kind of hearing a similar thing here, and if you listen to what she says, I got a feeling that they're getting a lot of reports about teachers that are being assaulted, and they're terrified to hand a teacher something they can defend themselves with. It's out of control is what's happening. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Let me ask you this, though, about your son, and I, I see what you're saying. I may, Maybe there's more that she's letting on. I, I don't know. I think a lot of teachers are afraid to say stuff because of the backlash. I, there's a lot of silencing Absolutely. going on in Tucson. But uh, So your son's a big dude. Did he, did he like try to push the girl back or punch her or anything like that? He couldn't. He just turned his I mean, he's big. He's 300 pounds. So he just turned his shoulder and called for security, and she, continued, and she wasn't even supposed to be in his class. So let me ask you this. So, so hang on. Okay, so he he could have like literally just punched her right in the gut or something like that, but he chose to not. So what makes you think if a teacher has a gun that they're going to whip it out and just shoot him if they're not willing no, to no, punch no. him? No, no, not necessarily shoot him, but you just don't know what people are going to do when they're being assaulted. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody is a big guy. Yeah. There's there's really old teachers. Imagine an 18 year old kid jumping on a 65 year old lady. And he's actually wailing on her and beating her up. What's she going to do? Mm. I, 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 listen, you make, you make a valid point. I'll tell you what. In the news, they keep talking about Arizona teachers are going to do a walkout because they're not getting paid enough. If, let me tell you, if Tucson teachers are getting threatened and beaten up and it's not a safe place, you know, everybody wants a safe space now. If it's not a safe space to work, they need to have a walkout to bring to, a, bring to everyone's attention how dangerous it is there to make sure there, there are changes that are made. That's what I think. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I think they got to control the discipline problem first before they start trying to, to give teachers weapons. I, don't, I, I, think, I, I think you need to harden schools, though, too. I think you need to harden oh, schools, man. Absolutely. I don't think you but wait for why, that. That's why she's talking about the janitor, and she's talking about people that aren't in the classroom dealing with this discipline problem all the time. Oh, no, she's not but, talking about janitors dealing with discipline. She's talking about janitors looking to see if there's someone that shouldn't be there, like somebody with a gun. That's totally different. That's what right, she's but, talking but about. But they're not. The janitors aren't in the classroom. I, I know. And so the okay. janitors aren't, aren't necessarily being assaulted daily by their students. I understand, I but that is. And I thank you for the phone call. But I'm not going to talk in circles. But no, and I think thank you for for you. You had some. You had a good point. But she's talking about janitors being the eyes to see if anybody that shouldn't be there is there. That's what she's saying. So let's not confuse the two. I, here's the thing. I just don't know, after hearing Rachel Sedgwick on the show yesterday, if you have your kids going to a TUSD school, how you could have any faith in, in a lot in them being safe, in people being competent, making decisions and policy decisions. I don't know. Uh, let's uh, let's we'll, we'll go back to some sound bites in the next hour, uh, but I want to play for you different sound bites on Tucker's show yesterday. I do. Do you know what happened in Italy real quick? Do you know what happened in Italy? 
they have a, a candidate in Italy who's going very, he's very Trumpian. It's happening all over Europe. They're going very Trumpian. Um, the, the top two things, in Italy they're having votes for prime minister, blah, blah, blah. The top two things that Italians care most about, according to polls, immigration and the economy. Immigration and the economy. Um, there is a, uh, a guy that's leading, he's with the center-right party, Matteo Salvini. He vows, to impose tar- he vows to impose tariffs like Trump to protect Italian manufacturers if he's elected. Um, he wants to crack down on illegal immigrants. He wants to stop refugees from going into, into Italy. I mean, Italy is broke. Broke. So it's very Trumpian in that aspect. They, they, want, nat- they want sovereignty. They want control over their own country. So you get this maniac, this Democratic strategist chick, Christy Setzer. She goes on Fox on Tucker's show, 68, talking about apparently it's not just the the Italians don't really want this stuff. I swear to God, Russia is making them do it. Listen to this. This Italian thing happened, and I'm not saying it's the most important thing to happen this year, but it's another domino that is leading clearly toward the dissolution of the European Union, toward the order in Europe and in this country, by the way. Russia did that? Um, it's possible that they played a role. It's possible. Um, what we have seen, it's and two, these two things can both be true at the same time. It can, one, be true that organically, independently, we are seeing um, across the globe these movements that are uh, populist, mm. that are anti-immigrant, that have a lot of different things in common, and also it being true that Russia is sort of stirring the pot. Oh, my um, God. We have recently found out that uh, that Russian troll farm was spending a million dollars a month in 2016 in the U.S. elections to sort of, again, stir the pot to influence our elections by oh, supporting Donald okay. Trump. And- yeah, Russia. Russia's making, they're influencing Italy. Now, Russia's broke. They can't even feed their people. They're Yes, that's what they're doing. One more. Listen to 69. This is Christy Setzer. Uh, this is the most outlandish. This is Trump election derangement syndrome. Go ahead. It is true, on one hand, that uh, that there was unrest among the country that was uh, unhappy with the leaders that um, that they've been given for the last I don't know, decade, couple decades. At the same time, it's also true that Russia has been grooming Donald Trump for years. At least that's what the skill dossier says. Unbelievable. Yes, they've been grooming him for years. These are maniacs. These are these people are literally they've lost their minds. They've lost their minds. And I think it's funny to watch. Seven fifty. It's KNST. Um. Yes. How you doing? Everything good? It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Two sums. Most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, this is just out ADP. Private payrolls rose in February by 235,000. Well above Wall Street estimates of 195,000. Yeah, same Wall Street that's mad about Trump's tariffs, huh? They always get it right, right? Wow. Um, economists expect the number to be around 200,000. How about that? Um, growth in January revised upward from 234,000 to 244,000 as well. So it's all it's happening. The, it seems to be pretty good. The economy seems to be seems to be going. Construction rose 21,000. Manufacturing, 14,000 new positions. The tariffs will kill us. We'll get to that also. We'll get to that also. Uh, Second thing that I think you 
need to know. Trump and Sessions, the DOJ suing the state of California for blocking them from doing their job when it comes to enforcing immigration law. Yep, there you go. Oh, yeah. Um, Remember, you had the Oakland mayor uh, trying to uh, protect illegal aliens in her community, even sex offenders, gangbangers, you name it, by warning them that an ICE raid was coming. Uh, Also, California, they are barred, local authorities barred from doing anything to help, anything to hold illegals so ICE can pick them up. Yep, they're being sued. Supremacy clause. Third thing that I think you need to know, and man, there's a lot that we could talk about. But the two locally, the Tucson City Council, the union was told they told the, the city council yesterday, union rep, that uh, they're in a bad, bad, bad spot. Uh, TPD has a hundred fewer officers than they did two years ago, and uh, over the last six months, they've lost twenty four officers to neighboring agencies. Is it because of pay? Is it because of Magnus? Is it because of both? Hmm. Bottom line, if somebody needs to do something, why is this not a big, big, big deal? Three things I think you need to know. Um, so let's, so we've been talking about again, and we'll keep getting your reaction. But after digesting that entire interview that uh, we did with Tucson board member Rachel Sedgwick, I called Ryan yesterday afternoon, and I'm like, it's finally hitting me the ridiculousness of the things that she said. And I was like, we can't let it go. Like, I'm finally digesting it. We, we can't let it go. There's, we can't. We wouldn't let it go if Pelosi said it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's it. She literally, literally is like our version of Nancy Pelosi. Like, some of the things that Nancy Pelosi says are like the things that Rachel Sedgwick said. So we're going to play highlights throughout the hour and the next hour as well and talk about it because... I mean, it's, it's honestly, again, she's not a bad person. She's just very naive, very naive about the dangers of this world and what can be done. Uh, extremely naive, dangerously naive. And the crap that was coming out of her mouth is just, I mean, we talked about it yesterday, but you got to, you got to just, we'll play it again. Uh, however, first, since we're talking about, you know, protecting schools and stuff like that, the young man, number 70, if you don't mind, Ryan, Brandon Huff. And this this basically goes to a story. There's a Parkland. There was a. Did you see the picture after the shooting in Florida? That horrible police, uh, the sheriff's deputy, horrible sheriff's deputy, uh, Scott Israel. There was a picture. He was like shaking a, a, a kid's hand who was in a hospital bed. Kid took five bullets. Five bullets. This poor kid took uh, because the school wasn't hardened, and that uh, Scott Peterson wouldn't get in there. That sheriff's resource, uh, school resource officer, the sheriff's deputy, wouldn't get in there. Right. Well, this kid that took the five bullets is now suing the school district. It's about time. Suing the school district, saying, um, you got to pay for my bills, you know, and, and, and civilly suing them. You're the reason I'm suffering right now. I need to get paid. And that's, honestly, I don't know how you can be against that. Uh, Daily Mail had this story. Anthony Borges. A lawyer for he and his family said the sheriff's office, the school resource officer, Broward County School System, the principal there at the high school, failed to protect students from the team gunman who killed 17 people. So, um, there's a lawsuit. The failure of Broward County Public Schools and of the principal and school resource officer to adequately protect students 
And in particular, a client from life-threatening harm were unreasonable, callous, and negligent. Such action or inaction led to the personal injuries sustained by my client. There's probably going to be a lot more lawsuits. Borges was hit five times, still can't walk, has a great deal of difficulty performing rudimentary tasks for himself. This poor kid. This poor freaking kid. He's gone, uh, undergone several surgeries and still a very long way to recovery. Huh. So WSVN-TV down there in Florida talked to a senior at this high school, Brandon Huff. Right. Uh, he rushed to the building where the shooting was taking place. He found out because uh, he found that his girlfriend was inside. So he ran over there. She texted him. There is a shooter in the room. I love you. He said, so I freaked out. I dropped everything in my hands. And then he describes what he saw. That school resource officer. Scott Peterson. You have to hear this. I've never heard this version before. And this will be used in the lawsuits. Listen to what he told this, this uh, high school senior. He describes exactly what the resource officer did. Here we go. The school resource officer was behind a stairwell wall, just standing there. And he had his gun drawn, and he was just pointing it at the building. And you could shots started going off inside. You could hear them going off over and over again. Brandon says Coach Aaron Feist risked his life and ran inside to help. But he says Officer Peterson didn't move. He was pointing his gun at nothing. He was pointing his gun at just a building with kids in it. And he was just talking on the radio, and he never did anything for wow. four minutes. He's the only one with a gun. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. And, all you know, he has all that while school security guards, you know, coaches pretty much, were running in, shielding kids. Coach Vice, uh, Hickson, were running in, shielding kids from bullets and losing their lives while he did nothing. If Brandon could say something to Peterson, this is what he would want to tell him. You're despicable. You know, you didn't do your job. You were trained for this. You were armed. You were, had a bulletproof vest. You were protected more than anybody else who died, who lost their lives, and you did nothing. You froze. You got scared. You know, you did nothing at all, and you could have saved a lot of lives. So you have that. I mean, that's powerful right there. You were standing there doing nothing. The guy watched unarmed people without bulletproof vests on, trying to run in and take down the shooter and get shot and killed. And he stood there and watched. I'm not saying it's easy to just say, hey, let me go run in to get a, you know, get a shooter. I mean, that's, but this is your job. And I've talked to, uh, I've talked to police officers, talked to trainers, and they all say, you got, you got to get in there. You got to get in there. This is what you do. You sign up, you know, every day there's a chance you might not come home. And that, you know, listen, it, it, it stinks. I, it, it's a tough job, but that's what you sign up for. And after hearing that, I don't know what the hell that Rachel Sedgwick is even thinking. It's one of those things where it, it'll, it'll, it'll never make sense. It will literally never make sense. 880-KNST, 880-5678. There was a meeting yesterday, TUSD school board meeting. Probably, again, about 25, 30 people showed up or so, something like that. And nothing was accomplished. I watched the news story. There's literally nothing in there. Nothing. 
Matter of fact, let me just close out a couple things just in case. I don't want anything happening, popping up, and sounds, and noise, and this and that, right? Um, do me a favor, Ryan. I'll play some. This is from Tucson News Now. This is just part of the story. I'm just hitting it from, I think, a decent part. Listen. Not on local campuses. Yeah. Listen. Campuses like Rincon and University High Schools just down the street, where Mindy Harper picked up okay, her daughter. I don't care about that. I, you know. Yeah, the kids, yeah, they, they, they're they aware of with this. weapons in schools. It's a process. This is we Rachel. We need to have systems in place. We need to be ready uh, all the time. Harper said she hopes what that even? What does that even mean? Hang on. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back here, Rachel Sedgwick. Hang on. Sophomore daughter. Stick with me, okay? Stick with me on this. Um has been indoctrinated Listen. since her first high school mm-hmm come on buffer I knew about how there were school shootings at like colleges and high schools and stuff and now that I'm at high school I you know I kind of am more conscious of that I think that this is a conversation that we've just begun it's why TUSD mm. board member Rachel Sedgwick got the items on the agenda including discussing the strict student expulsion policy with weapons in schools it's a process we need to have systems in place we need to be ready uh, all the time Harper's Process, meetings, this, okay. Can anybody actually do something? Wouldn't that be nice? You can throw me down over there if you don't want, if you don't mind, Ryan. Um, and again, if you missed it, this is one of the Nancy Pelosi type insane things that Rachel Sedgwick said on this radio show yesterday. And again, she's a very nice person. I think she's extremely misguided. All right. Uh, number, 50, number 56, Ryan. 56. This is uh, Rachel Cedric from the show yesterday, and uh, you'll hear me ask it. How do you stop uh, somebody from bringing a gun on the campus? Listen, how do you stop someone from bringing a gun onto a campus? Well, uh, number one, yeah. you, you say you're not allowed to do that. And then if they do it, they, they get in trouble. What if so they do it and shoot a bunch of people? There's a, there's a deterrent effect, right? The law has, has two purposes, or, or several purposes, and, and one of them... Um, is to deter people from, from doing bad things. And so if I say, well, you're not allowed to have a gun here, it doesn't guarantee that there are not going to be any guns there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So how do you, how do you what stop What it does that? is allow me to, to remove you from the scene if you bring a gun. You, yeah, how are you going to remove someone? When go. they have the gun and point at you, you and go. say, I don't think so. Oh, you go now. I mean, this, this is some of the Nancy Pelosi type insane stuff that she was saying. Then she started getting real strange. Number seven, number 61. She's talking about a way to make sure people are protected. Drills, baby. Drills. Drills. They're about arming teachers to take down an actual shooter if they come barging in the classroom. Drills. Listen. And there are safety. You know, we do these drills. It's just like a fire drill. If a fire goes out, it breaks out in the school. Uh, kids, their teachers, everyone does fire drills. Um, if you, you take it seriously, you learn how to do the fire drill, you can be protected in case of a fire. I think that a fire is just as dangerous, potentially, as, um, as any other emergency. Hmm. One more. Another thing to stop, uh, stop a shooter if you missed it. Again, this is the Nancy Pelosi type insane stuff she was saying. Number 60. Here we go. This is what she does uh, to, to make uh, the students safe. Here we go. Rachel Cedric on the show yesterday. Again, I totally agree. How, I'm sure, how does covering a window stop a shooter from coming into a classroom and shooting people? Well, if, um, if the window is covered, if you can't see what's on the other side of the door, 
you see, they've done these studies, and what they find is that victimizers, people who, who victimize others, uh, they choose people in a very purposeful, conscious, or maybe subconscious way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they choose not to tend people who will fight back. They choose to tend people. Uh, to, they tend to choose people that can't who, fight will, back. who will run. Because they have who no gun to stop run. the person. No, they, the people with guns get chosen just as often as people without guns. Um, if, uh, if, if you have a gun and my intention is to go and pick off innocent people, I'm not going to pick the door that I can't see through. I'm going to go into the place where I think the most uh, vulnerable people will be. Remember when uh, James Holmes went into a dark movie theater in Aurora, Colorado? And she said that she taught near the uh, the elementary school, Sandy Hook. Okay. Um, and that guy went into the classrooms. He just opened the doors and just started shooting people. Well, they didn't have window coverings. Really? <clears throat> uh, really quick. Uh, hi, welcome to KNST. Hello. Morning. How are you? Good. How's it going? Well, I was, just, I was listening to your show yesterday and today, and I don't know if it's still the case, but when I worked in law enforcement 10 years ago, um, there was no state law requiring officers to act. So when they say, well, we have school resource officers that will do something, not necessarily, and we saw an example of that in Florida. Um, it may be different from department to department, but there is no state law, and they'll probably never work in the state of Arizona again. I also know, because I am a teacher, that there are several of my colleagues that are veterans that are capable and trained to carry firearms and do this kind of stuff. And would I mean would you like to do that if you had the opportunity carry concealed just in case? Absolutely, because I know how to stop these guys. And hiding in a classroom, it has its merits. But if they come through the door, and if I were somebody that were intent on going and doing this kind of stuff, like this guy was, you already know the rules, the drills, and the the procedures, which is to close the doors, cover the windows, and. And, and lock yourself in the classroom, and it pr- provides a barrier, but a, a shotgun with a slug will blow the lock off a door, and you just walk through. And you know, the way to stop these guys is, you know, how I was trained when I did law enforcement, how I was trained when I was in the military, how I was trained when I did uh, industrial security for Department of Defense contract companies. It's speed and violence of action. They don't expect you to fight back. They don't expect somebody to shoot back. They expect a bunch of video game-style targets to be everywhere, and the way to stop them is to fight back. If you engage them, it throws them off their game and throws them off balance, and one of two things is going to happen. You're going to either hit them and kill them or stop them, or they're going to say this isn't worth worth it anymore, and they're going to flee. Kind of like what happened with that church shooting in Texas. Yeah. He engaged the guy, and the guy took off. Um, I mean, but let, let's just get something straight, too. I'm not wanting teachers to be police officers where they go after the guy in the hall. I'm talking about if there's a shooting, they close the door, get the kids in a closet or in the back, put them behind desks, turn everything over, and the teacher takes a position back shielded behind a desk, too, where the gun is trained on the door, so if the guy comes in, you just unload your weapon. I'm not telling him to go into the halls and go find the guy. No, 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 and that's not what I'm saying. Exactly. Doing either. But the crazies As a do. Teacher, my responsibility is to protect those students. But if they do come through the door, the speed and violence of action that I'm able to provide, if I were armed, would put a stop to the guy, not I'm, just drive them off. I got you real quick. Are, can you say, are you a teacher at TUSD or some other district? 
I, I can't specify which district okay. I'm at, but I can tell you I am a teacher. Okay, because all I'm saying is that yesterday also, uh, Rachel said that not one teacher has told her that they want to be armed, and we had a whole bunch over the past week call the show, send me emails saying they'd like to do it. So uh, it's, well, it's just disingenuous. The district, if the school board and the superintendent put out to the district asking if there are teachers out there that would like to be armed, we would most certainly do it. Well, that's good to know. I hope they're listening. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for the information. I appreciate it. Not a problem, man. Take care. 825, we'll get more reaction coming up. I mean, again, what she said, it literally Nancy Pelosi dumb. I'm not taking shots. See, Ryan, I'm being nice. Ryan and my wife, no, to be I, nice. No, it's not about being nice. Let's just be fair. Don't judge her. Judge her comments. And I am. And they're Nancy Pelosi-like. And I don't judge myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, more reaction coming up, uh, as well as a uh, CEO saying why tariffs are good. And what they're going to do, an aluminum company CEO. We'll get to that too. And again, your reaction to this stuff. We have more sound bites also coming up from uh, Rachel Sedgwick. KNSTA M seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Normally, you'd be pretty upset if another guy was stimulating your wife, but in a strange way, you like it. The morning ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. You know, if you just want to... ask your yeah, wife. Yeah, you slept on the wife too. On the wife yeah, as well. I know. I'm gonna say if you wanted to uh, have your kid eat that stuff, maybe you should just cook it better. Shut up. I cook good, and I talk good, and I eat good. G U D. Win tickets. Good. To old Tucson. They're celebrating the spirit of the West with the. Spirit of the West Fest, March 16th through 18th. Go to knst.com for your chance to win tickets to Old Tucson. Good luck. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, some great economic news. Phenomenal economic news. Are you are you ready for it? Jobs up bigly in the month of February. Private sector jobs grow by 235,000. Eggheads expected 195,000. These same economists that think that Trump is off on the tariffs and everything else. Isn't that just great? 195,000 expected. Beat that. January revised upward for, to 244,000 from 234,000. How about that? Oh, and you know what? You know what? Uh, construction went up 21,000. Manufacturing went up 14,000. Goods producing industries increased by 37,000. Uh, Trump doesn't know what he's doing at this tariff thing and stuff like that, says establishment people that are get that are paid off by big business and cheap labor. But, hey, it's all good. Second thing. Oh, by the way, uh, support for the tax cuts going up as well. Gallup. I still think they're off by the amount of people that are that are actually showing support. But support is rising for the tax cuts. Yeah, good luck, Blue Wave. Tax cuts. Gallup says uh, that the tax cuts uh, – oh, I hit the damn button, wrong button – Hang on. The tax cuts uh, went up, I want to say, by six points in the last month. Yes. Uh, Six-point increase from January, 10-point increase from December when the law was signed. 16 points increase in the last two months. Third thing I think you need to know. What was that, the first? That was the first. Sorry, second thing I think you need to know is that uh, Jeff Sessions and Trump, the DOJ, suing the state of California, finally, because they don't work with ICE agents. They prevent ICE from doing their job prevent the feds from enforcing immigration law. So we said, that's it. We're suing you. Thank God. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson police, they are short-staffed. They actually went in and they told they told the city council, a rep from the Tucson Police Officers Association, their union, told the council, and I'm sure we'll get backlash from Magnus because everything is awesome in Magnus's world. 
Um, Sergeant Tony Archibald told the council, we have 100 less officers today than we did two years ago. In the last six months, we've lost 24 officers to neighboring police agencies. There are less than 800 sworn officers in Tucson. Crickets from those geniuses. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Three things I think you need to know. I'm sure they'll just do a great job with it. So uh, really quick on the economy, Gary Cohn steps down as the uh, national economic advisor. He'll be there for a few weeks till they find a new one, and then he's going to go. Because apparently he's a globalist. He was a Goldman Sachs guy. Uh, there were a whole bunch of times that he disagreed with Trump, by the way. Trump wanted him there to get the tax cuts done. He did it. That's it. Media will freak out. More chaos! Trump's running the White House like a business. All right? We have people in places to do certain jobs. When the job is done, we move on. If you're not on board with the job I'm doing, we'll part ways. That's how it's supposed to work. Government generally doesn't work that way because it's a bunch of slugs with no real-world experience. Trump continues, like he said in a tweet, I'm continuing to try to seek perfection. I try to get the best people and the best opportunities, and that's it. Gary Cohen loved the Paris Climate Accord. Gary Cohen loved the TPP. Remember that? Trans-Pacific Partnership. He's against the tariffs. I mean, there's all kinds of things that he was against that the president said, uh, well, they, they didn't see eye to eye. So he's going to leave. And all of a sudden, you know, the doom. Oh, the doomsday. That's it. That The economy's going to go to crap. That's it. It's over. I mean, Trump, what the hell does he know? He's an idiot. It's Gary Cohen. He's running this. What are you, nuts? So under Trump as president, just so you know, manufacturing has risen the fastest since 2004. Just saying. Just saying. Now, what does this mean? And again, most people in this country, now you get it. Most people are like, who's Gary Cohen? Right? Go to lunch today. Find out how many, this eavesdrop. How many people are talking about Gary Cohen? Yeah. Uh, So I want you to hear uh, someone else. Uh, Jesse Gary is his name. I happened to be home yesterday. I had uh, the radio on. I had the TV on. I was waiting for Five Star. Oscar from Five Star to get there. And I'm making lunch. I'm cooking. It's what I do. And I had Fox Business on. And Trish Regan had this, uh, had this guy, Jesse Gary, on. He's the uh, president or CEO of Century Aluminum in Western Kentucky. And she asked him about the tariffs because, you know, he's going to benefit tariffs. He's an aluminum company. It's tariffs against steel and aluminum. Because other countries, I mean, they're sabotaging us. China makes it. The, the, the government there subsidizes it, so uh, they pay they get, so the companies can basically charge so much less from China to sell it to American companies because the government of China gives those companies extra money to subsidize it to cover the losses. And China's doing that because they don't want us to be able to make anything. How can we have a military if we don't produce steel in this country? Aluminum. How can we have a military? Can't do it. We need jobs. This is how China's trying to take us out. Trump knows this. You have stupid people. Apple, the rest of these people. You know, they go to China. You know what China does? They say, fine, you want to build uh, stuff? You want cheap labor to build your stuff? That's cool. Uh, but you have to turn over your um, uh, turn over all the information about the products you make. We want them. And then in a few years, China will make them cheaper. But these Wall Street people only care about, you know, the next time they have to report to shareholders. So they go, okay. Trump knows this, and he's trying to change it. So uh, we'll get to the, we, we have a few sound bites here. You have Jesse Gary. Uh, this is the first one, right? 64? Yeah. 
on what was it like to meet Trump? Because he's an idiot. He's a bore. He's a moron. He's stupid. He's this. He's that. This is what he said about uh, meeting Trump about tariffs. Here we go. What we came out of it thinking was that this is a president who understands what's been going on in U.S. manufacturing and specifically what's been going on in the U.S. uh, steel and aluminum industries. It was it was like, as I said, it was quite humbling to see just his vast grasp of the issues we were facing and his understanding of what was necessary to restart and bring back these jobs to this country. You mean he actually kind of knew what was going on a little bit? Well, Garrett, you got to understand. He's going to say those great things because Trump's, you know, he's he's doing him a favor. He's putting the tariff on there. He's trying he's trying to make it better. He's not going to say anything bad. Okay. Okay. So let's play the next soundbite on the myth of tariffs. Will, tariff, will tariffs destroy the economy? And he's like, no, no, no. As a matter of fact, our jobs that we're trying to save pay really well. We're not just trying to nickel and dime. People listen to this. Here we go. Yeah, Trish. I mean, listen, I was an economics major myself in college. I understand all these stuff. theories. We all learn them, right? Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, since I've been at Century Aluminum, it's been about eight years now. You know, you go into these communities in western Kentucky. You go down to the Boot Hill of Missouri or you go to Ravensburg, West Virginia, and you see what's happened in these communities. And it's a different story. These communities have been left behind, and these sorts of jobs that our smelters provide, provide them with a living wage that allows them to have a family mm-hmm. uh, and support a family and have success. You know, our, our jobs in western Kentucky pay an average wage and benefit package of over $90,000 a 90, year. Wow. These are good jobs for American workers, and we think it's important. We think this president thinks it's important that we keep these jobs in this country. 90, these are not nickel and dime jobs. We need these jobs to get globalists like Gary Cohen. No, 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 no. There's more. There's more. As a matter of fact, because people say tariffs, they're gonna, it's going to destroy jobs. Everything's going to cost more. It's going to cost more. It's going to be more. Would you be willing, and would you have a choice? I guess the market dictates the price in a way, to a, to a point. Would you be willing to pay extra money for a microwave, for a toaster, for a TV, for an iPhone if it was made here? You knew Americans were making it instead of them collecting welfare checks? You're cheap, Ryan. Let's hear one more because this guy says, again, he's the president or CEO of an aluminum company. It's a U.S. whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Jesse Gary talking about the tariffs are actually going to create jobs. Listen. I think you've got it just right, Trish. I mean, let me just tell you, we can compete in a fairly traded market. I'm very certain of that. We've seen power prices, which are our main input costs in aluminum, come down 20% over the past five years in this country. We can compete in a fairly traded market. And as a demonstration of that, we've already committed to the president that once the ink is dry on this order, we're going to reinvest in western Kentucky. We're going to restart uh, the last high-purity aluminum, military-grade aluminum plant in this country. We're going to expand production by 150,000 tons. We're going to bring back 300 jobs, and we're going to put $100 million into that plant, both to restart it, but also to upgrade the technology so that we can compete more efficiently going forward. Yeah, that happened. That happened. And he talks about why we need the tariffs. Last one, Jesse Gary, 67, Fox Business. Here we go. This is a guy, he runs an aluminum company. Here we go. You see it. You see it in, in the aluminum space, Trish. You see it throughout the world. State ownership is prevalent in the aluminum industry. Yep. Uh, whether it's in China, whether it's in India, whether it's in the Middle East, and these and these countries leave our own producers here at home as the bleeding edge when they subsidize their product and bring it into our markets. All we're asking for is a fairly traded market. We think this president gets that. Pretty good stuff, huh? Pretty good stuff. 
Hey, what are Democrats talking about? Amnesty. Raising taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Blue wave. Walls don't stop uh-huh. people from coming. Exactly. Over. Oh, no. Mow the grass. Thanks, Nancy. More sound bites uh, of Rachel Sedgwick's uh, Nancy Pelosi-type statements yesterday on the show about somehow keeping students safe at TUSD. We'll get to that. Also, a uh, lawmaker admits nobody asked me about Russia ever when I go to talk to constituents. you got to hear this. It's hilarious. He broke MSNBC's panel's hearts. Coming up, KNST AIM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. All righty. Hello. It's 9.08. It is Trump Day. It is your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. If you missed any of the interview I did with uh, Rachel Sedgwick, TUSD board member from yesterday, it's on my iHeartRadio channel. Just go to iHeartRadio.com, search Gary Lewis, the iHeart app. If you have that, search Gary Lewis if you'd like. KNST.com, it's there. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Please like me and follow me. I have it there. I tweeted it out at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. So many places. You could also just listen on the radio. We have highlights. We'll get to them. First three things I think you need to know. Number one, great economic news. Gallup poll showing support for the tax increase growing every month. Six-point increase from January. January was a 10-point increase from December, so up 16 points in the last couple of months. Uh Uh-oh, Dems. They're not buying the whole crumb thing now, are they? Also, jobs, jobs, jobs. ADP says 235,000 jobs added in February. The eggheads were expecting 195,000. Man, to be wrong so much. Remember, beating expectations again. Uh, January revised up 244,000 from 235. Manufacturing jobs adding. Yep, manufacturing jobs. Uh, You're looking at uh, 14,000 new positions. Construction, 21,000. You think that has anything to do with the, uh, the tax cut? Goods producing industry increased 37,000 jobs. Second thing I think you need to know, finally, taking it to California. Oh, it feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel good? California getting sued now. There'll be an announcement, but they're going to be sued for basically um, stopping the federal government from enforcing immigration law. The Oakland mayor tipping off her uh, illegal aliens in Oakland and everywhere else that an ice raid's going to happen. Uh, California law saying no authorities, no local authorities can work or uh, do anything to benefit ICE, can't hold illegals that they want, nothing. We are now suing. We're going to sue them. It's going to happen. We are going to sue them. Third thing, I think you need to know, Tucson police finally taking a stand. Magnus is not going to like this, Chief Magnus. Tucson police uh, union went to the council meeting yesterday and told them, listen, we got a staffing problem. We have fewer than 800 sworn officers. Fewer than 800. 100 sworn officers in Tucson. We have 100 less officers today than we did two years ago. Just in the last six months, we've lost 24 officers to neighboring agencies. You know, I guess since uh, Magnus is a social justice uh, activist, the Tucson City Council, the mayor, will not ask him why this is happening or demand change. Three things I think you need to know. Um, We'll get to the Comment by the congressman. Just give me one second. We have some more stuff coming up that that is just happening. Okay? That is just happening. Before I get to the call, though, and I'll get to the Democratic congressman, I want to play one. I Stay right there. I want to get to you. You'll be first up with me, Ken. Just, just hang with me. I want to play 
one of the Rachel Sedgwick soundbites, out of all the crazy, she said a lot of crazy stuff. People are like, what the hell is she talking about? This one garnered, I think, the most attention, the most reaction from my listeners. You know which one it is, don't you? It's funny to hear it again. Number seven. Guns don't stop shootings. I'm sorry, I screwed you up. 53. I did my own numbers, then your numbers. 53, Ryan. Rachel Sedgwick, TUSD board member, who literally, again, I, she, I don't think she, she, I know she wants what's best for everybody, but she is dangerously naive on how to achieve that. Clueless. Not really in the same world as you and me. Very Nancy Pelosi. Like Nancy Pelosi said, we got to, you know, forget the border wall. Let's mow the grass. That'll keep out people from crossing the border. And, wait, what? Don't walk on the grass. Guns will not stop shooting. Armed teachers won't do it. She wants to hire custodians. I swear to God, listen to this. But if you're five minutes from a police station and somebody walks on campus and starts shooting up people, that's still five minutes of shooting that can't be stopped. That so I was working in Bridgeport when um, when I, 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 I will you, but I mean, I'm just telling you, it's five minutes that can't be stopped. That's that's correct. But a gun on campus is not going to stop the shooting. It's going to increase the shooting. What you wow. could do to stop in in five minutes, if you have eyes in the hallway, I would argue that uh, another custodian in every single school would would far more increase security. Mm than arming any single teacher i get a lot you know teachers are human beings right thanks and so they have like, tempers you, you want a they custodian a lot of you want a custodian to be in there to take the bullets unarmed no i'm not we're not talking about taking bullets well what is he going to do to I'm, stop i'm the talking stuff? about eyes and, okay. a, and a microphone so also let's we have to be eyes realistic. And a microphone I, sorry a, a walkie-talkie yes that happened that happened. If that's not Nancy Pelosi-like, I don't know what is. Do you? 880-KNST, 880-5678. I mean, that is, that is some scary stuff right there. Very scary stuff. Ken's been waiting. Ken, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hi, Garrett. How are you doing? I'm all right. What's going on with you, man? I'm absolutely furious. What's going I, if you'll forgive some of my pauses, I, I'm a stroke patient. Sure. But I have 13 years of correctional, sheriff's deputy, and military experience combined. And I was a concealed carry CCW guy for many years. But three years ago, I had a series of strokes, and I let my CCW expire because I realized I might not be safe with a weapon. Okay. And <clears throat> I wanted you to know that I called Saguaro High School because I live across the street, and I have a son in that school. And I asked him to put me on the agenda for five minutes at next week's community meeting. Because I want to tell these people that it's time to stop talking and start doing. Mm -hmm. I I worked since 2004 through... Sorry about the pauses. Not a problem. 
I worked from 2004 through February 3rd, 2015 at a large construction company in town as a project engineer. And I stroked out on that day. And I've done over $200 million worth of construction. And I am sick to death of everybody talking and talking and talking and nobody doing anything. I sit and look at that open gate into the parking lot of Saguaro High School and wonder where are the work orders? So my plan is to talk to the board, including the lady who says guns won't stop the shooting. She's correct about that. What she's wrong about is, is it will create two-way shooting instead of one. Mm -hmm. And I intend to let them know they have two weeks, two weeks from that meeting to get work orders to harden that school and turn it into an armed camp because if any child, let alone mine, gets even hurt by a gunman that shows up at any school in this town, every one of them will be sued, including the principal and the vice principal. I'm sick of the talk. Well, I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, yeah, they, w- one of the students in Parkland, I mentioned, I think last hour, the hour before, took five bullets. Uh, he and his family are now suing the school district, uh, the sheriff's department. Uh, I mean, like basically everybody. And they should because what? the school wasn't safe. It wasn't safe. They're suing the actual guy himself that didn't go in there, the Peterson and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, there's going to be actually a meeting tonight. Uh, again, it's, it's going to be at Choya High from six to eight, just on security. Just on security. Well, I taught at Pima College for three and a half years at night. And I had CCW Mm -hmm. then, but being one of the millions of law-abiding gun carriers, my gun, when I went to go teach, was more than a thousand feet from the school, which is the law. Yep. You follow the law. Bad people do not. They do not. I loved my students. And I, in my heart of hearts, have, I'm 58 years old now, but I, I determined that I was going to have to, if, uh, you know, I'm not new to school shootings. I was teaching when some of the worst ones happened. And I knew in my heart of hearts that I was going to have to protect my students and be the same dead teacher in Florida because I only had my body to protect them and not my firearm, which I am totally expert at. I've never qualified in Department of Corrections or the Sheriff's deputies or the military, anything less than expert in any weapon I've ever picked up. Okay, I'll slow down, Ken. This is what you need to do. Not only is there a meeting tomorrow, uh, tonight at Shoya High from 6 to 8, Saguaro High School, where your son goes, on Monday, 6 to 8 p.m., School Safety Community Forum, 
and it's going to be there. It's TUSD. They're going to be taking questions. It says here there'll be people from law enforcement, the district, everything. So I think you should go there and say exactly what you feel and tell them what's on your mind. That's going to be because so our high school, it's your high school, 6 to 8 p.m. Monday night, March 12th. Go there. Thank you so much for calling in. I know how frustrated you are. I can't imagine, again, what it's like to have a parent uh, with children in TUSD schools after hearing what Rachel Sedgwick had to say. Thank you very much, man. Thank you for listening. Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, Garrett. How's it going? All right. What's happening, man? Nothing. I have, so we've got 800 less police officers now because whoa, 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 they're whoa, whoa. No, no. leaving. We have less. We hang on. We have fewer than 800. We have 100 less than we did two years ago. Okay. Fine. Sorry. Misunderstood. That's, that's okay. Uh, so we have that many less, and they don't want to let the teachers be armed to protect the students. So how exactly are we going to protect them anyway? Hire a janitor. Cover the windows. Just tell the kids well, they can't a, bring a gun. There is a way. Sorry. There is a way, mm. but I don't think they're going to want to think about it anyway, which is build like a 12-foot wall around the <laughs> entire school and have one or two actual hard points to go in. But that's building a wall again. Yeah, and that costs a lot of money. The cheapest way, I think, is to have teachers that want to volunteer. It, doesn't, it could be just one teacher. Nobody needs to know how many teachers, as long as people realize there are people that have firearms at school, so if you go in there and try to do something, they will take you out. Well, That's it. Do you, think, do you think anybody in Tucson or Arizona remembers that we don't need a concealed carry permit to carry concealed in, in Arizona now? They passed that? Yeah, uh, a few years ago. Yeah, you could, you could open carry, but you can't open carry at a school. No, you can't open carry, but you can carry concealed if they don't know. Now that's you know well, against the law, but we, yeah, but if you they don't, don't know, I know. Yeah. But if they catch you, you're in big trouble. That's again, good people follow laws, bad people don't. But that you, you hit on something. It's why I brought it up all day long. The fact that Tucson police went to the council and said we have lost 24 officers in the past six months alone to neighboring agencies. Now I wish they would have asked, why do you think that is? Is it because Magnus yeah. stinks and he's killing morale? Is it because of the pay? But the bottom line is you hear Rachel Sedgwick say the only districts that let teachers arm themselves are the ones in rural areas because police are a long time away. Well, let me get to, let me tell you something, Rachel. Police in Tucson that's, are a long time away because we don't have enough of them. That's right. And they've, it's uh, their uh, reaction time when I was working for uh, some of the uh, one of these um, convenience stores. You'd call them, you'd be lucky if they got there within a half an hour unless it was something really serious, like an actual uh, armed robbery attempt or, you know, an yeah. actual shooting of some kind. But well. they, they, you know, they weren't there, but I can understand that maybe they were trying, but I didn't realize we were that low on, mm. on officers low. now. And Extremely. It's, it's not good. No, it's not good. It's not good. And that's why, and thank you for the phone call. That's why, you know, I, I you know, Rachel said, oh. I mean, 30 minutes in rural areas. Again, what the shooting in Florida was, what, six minutes, four minutes, five minutes? Seven, I believe it was. Um, you know, seconds count. I guarantee it would take Tucson police at least three, four minutes, if not longer than that, to respond, to get to the turnaround, drive, get to the school, get out, get in there. Sitting ducks. Sitting ducks. I hope a lot of people go to that meeting tonight at Choya High. If not, then you have Monday. If if not, then you know what? That's your fault. That's your fault. Uh, nine twenty three. We'll continue. We got reaction. We got more stuff. We have the sound bites too. What what can people do? Again, the, just the things that she said. 
Just insane. Insane. We'll continue. Also, you'll hear the Democratic congressman break the hearts of people on MSNBC. Nobody asks about Russia. You got to hear it. It's hilarious. Coming up, KNST AIM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I know. 928, sorry about that. Getting hit up all over. We a live radio show. People text. They do things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not complaining. Uh, it's stuff at you. Trump Day. I, exactly. Sunny, about 81. Don't forget, by the way, I want you to win some stuff. Go to KNST.com because Old Tucson is celebrating the Spirit of the West with Spirit of the West Fest. It's going to be March 16th through the 18th. Great family fun. Get some tickets. Enter for a chance to win tickets right now at KNST.com. Enjoy it. Have you seen some of the promotional pictures? They look pretty cool. They Cannons? A, a Gatling gun. Is that what that is? Old school. I was looking real quick. Oh Gatling my God. Gun. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, go to KNST.com and win some tickets. Good luck. All right. So I want you to hear uh, Congressman Jim Himes from Connecticut. He's on uh, MSNBC's uh, morning show, whatever show. And there's a panel of people and they're like asking him, you think this is going to do it? Is Trump going to finally go down? This Russia thing. What's going on? Russia. Russia. Dude, Democrats know nobody gives a crap. You want to know why? Because they admit it now. It's only the freaking media. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, play number 62, if you don't mind. 62, Jim Himes, listen to this. If Russia is such a serious issue, why aren't Democrats running more on it ahead of the midterm elections? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great question. You know, there's a piece of this that we're not talking enough about. It's not just the money that's not spent. It's not the work to make sort of a national project to protect our elections. It's, it, it, it's we're not making it clear to the Russians that they can't do this again. We're the most powerful country in the world. They're not. We carry a big stick. Um, but uh, to the politics, to your question, um, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Uh, uh, my good friend Sherry Bustos, who represents a very tough district in she's Illinois, great. we have sort of she's a running great. joke going in the mornings, which is, you know, she's got a district very different than mine. I represent Fairfield County, Connecticut. She's in the heartland. She's in a district with it that we need to figure out how to win again. Mm. Every Monday morning when I see Sherry, we come up and there's a little bit of laughter and she says, oh, you know what, my oh. constituents still aren't asking me about Russia. Right. And the point there is that if the Democratic Party doesn't get focused, and I'm not sure we're doing this well, if we don't get focused on kitchen table issues on the anxiety of American families, we're going to pay a cost. But if the you polls. can make the case here in Washington, mm-hmm. why can't you make the case in her district? Here we go. Well, I think I think that's the question that answers itself. A case that is made here inside the Beltway rarely, I think, has a lot of resonance to middle class families sitting around in small towns in Ohio and Michigan. Exactly. Nobody believes the media. The media and the the Beltway bubble in cahoots, and nobody else gets. They don't know what drives people to the polls. But Trump did. We all knew it. We all knew it. Jobs, protecting America, not race. Love America. Don't change America from what it is. Don't change our culture. We are, we are. Doesn't matter if you're brown, black, white, yellow, doesn't matter. Trump did it and he won. You know, there's even a big time Democrat that's admitting that Democrats don't get it when it comes to jobs. That they don't get it when it comes to issues affecting everyday Americans that get up and go to work every day. You'll hear who that is. It might shock you. Coming up, as well as I have some even better news about the economy and the you know tariffs. It's going to ruin us. And guess what? I have great economic news about the tariffs. It's coming up in about 5, 932 on KNST. Here's Fox. He gets you up, gets you going. He stimulates. 
stimulate you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 941, thanks for hanging out on this uh, Trump Day. Three things I think you need to know. Phenomenal economic news. Number one, jobs, jobs, jobs. 235,000, according to ADP, added in February. The eggheads said 195,000, beating expectations. January, by the way, revised upward to 244,000 from 234. Also, uh, Gallup reporting more people are supporting the tax cuts. Uh, From December when they were signed in, January had them up 10 points. February, another six points. So it's gone up 16 points. People, 16 points swing already in two months. How about that? Second thing, I think you need to know, uh, Jeff Sessions just announced, California, we're suing you. You can't stop us from doing our job. You can't stop ICE. Who the hell do you think you are? Supremacy Clause. It's about damn time, isn't it? Suing over the sanctuary. I have more information on that coming up. So we're going after them, as we should. Bunch of jerks over there. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson police, they announced at a city council meeting yesterday, they let them know, listen, you guys need to face reality, basically. We have less than 800 sworn officers in the city of Tucson for a million people. Uh, We have, it's bad. It's bad. Why is this not the lead story? We have less than 100 officers, one officer said, a sergeant said, we have less than, we have 100 less officers today than we did two years ago. In the past six months, we've lost 24 officers to agencies here in Southern Arizona. Where's Chief Magnus on this? Doesn't that fall on him? Of course, he's a social justice activist, so the city of Tucson, the the council, the mayor, they probably won't say a word to him because that's not the primary goal of the police now is to serve and protect. No, 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 no. Social justice. Where is Magnus on this? I'd like to know, wouldn't you? Hey, uh, Chris, if you want to come on the show of record for Southern Arizona, we're right here, Oracle and Fort Lowell. You just let me know, buddy. I know you uh, got me on Twitter. Uh, Don't worry, 13 hours ago, Chief Magnus tweeted out an NPR story about why doesn't Tucson's Mexican food get more national attention? He added a comment to it, Tucson pride just has to involve Tucson's amazing food. So he's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, a, tweeted out a picture of a Sonora dog. He's like the National Institute of whatever they are. Yeah, civil discourse. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's crazy. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, some more great news uh, regarding the whole tariffs and stuff like that. We played for you earlier. Um, did I put it on the page, my page at KNST.com? I'm not, I don't think I did yet. I will. I'll put it up there. I'll put it on my Facebook page as well. That uh, aluminum company CEO saying, well, we're going to, because of the tariffs, he explains why we need them, uh, what his experience with Trump was, and how it's going to create more jobs. It's good stuff, right? Really good stuff. So, um, there's a story. Where is this? Bear, hang with me for just a second. It's because I just saw this. Um, yes, here we go. No, you stop it. Um, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, U.S. Steel announced Wednesday. That's today. That it will restart one of two blast furnaces. And steel-making facilities, I'm sorry, uh, where is the, it's postgazette.com, yeah, Pittsburgh. So it'll restart one of the two blast furnaces and the steel-making facilities at its Granite City Works in Illinois, recalling about 500 employees. Oh. 
Oh, right. The mill restart comes on the heels of President Donald J. Trump's announcement that he would seek tariffs of 25% on imported steel and 10% on aluminum. Getting the mill running could take up to four months, the company said, quote, our Granite City Works facility and employees, as well as the surrounding community, have suffered too long from the unending waves of unfairly traded steel products that have flooded U.S. markets. That's what U.S. Steel President and CEO David B. Burt said in a prepared statement. So, uh, yeah, you have that. If you missed it, why not? Ryan, uh, can you play just one of the sound bites? Number 66, Jesse Gary, who uh, runs an aluminum company out there in western Kentucky, met with Trump uh, on uh, tariffs creating jobs. Here we go. I think you've got it just right, Trish. I mean, let me just tell you, we can compete in a fairly traded market. I'm very certain of that. We've seen power prices, which are our main input costs in aluminum, come down 20% over the past five years in this country. We can compete in a fairly traded market, and as a demonstration of that, we've already committed to the president that once the ink is dry on this order, we're going to reinvest in western Kentucky. We're going to restart uh, the last high-purity aluminum, military-grade aluminum plant in this country. We're going to expand production by 150,000 tons. We're going to bring back 300 jobs, and we're going to put $100 million into that plant, both to restart it, but also to upgrade the technology so that we can compete more efficiently going forward. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Okay, let's hear really quick, and we'll get to more more economic news. Joe Biden, number 63, is out there campaigning for a um, uh, guy, a Democrat in, in Pennsylvania running for Congress. And if you could please big, pay big attention to the end of this <laughs> that is the best. Yep, it is the best, isn't it? All right, listen. Okay, here are Joe Biden uh, stumping out there for this Democrat. He's a, f- a former Marine. That's right. It's going to get us. Yeah, there you go. Talking about, uh, literally, Joe Biden's talking about Democrats do not understand working class people. Listen. It's like every time there is a recession, I was raised in a household where somebody around our table, Sunday table, lost a job. I know what it's like watching uncle, aunts, friends, neighbors. Lose a job. My dad used to say, Joe, remember, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about your respect. It's about your place in your community. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. I'm not being melodramatic. I mean that from the bottom of my heart as my father did. They don't get it. Some people in my party don't even get it anymore. They don't get it. Mm-mm. It's about our pride. Hey, Hillary. It's about our dignity. It's about who the hell we are and what we've done. And it makes me angry. <laughs> you don't want me to get angry. <laughs> Maybe you saw Bruce Willis play me in the latest version of <laughs> Death Wish. <laughs> We get through it. I get angry. I turn to a Republican. Exactly. I just shotguns from the porch out of the middle of nowhere. Biden smash. Mm-hmm. I get angry. I mean, it's true though. They don't. They don't get working class. He literally admits it. That's why he lost. Hillary couldn't care. Democrats couldn't care. Honestly, Republicans couldn't care. They wanted NAFTA. They wanted CAFTA. They saw the jobs go. Jeff Flake's still a moron that can. Oh, it's, we've, we've benefited greatly from this. Tell that to everybody that's lost a job. So you save five bucks on a microwave. Shut up. Eight bucks on a toaster. Whatever. 
Again, the, Gary Cohn has resigned. It, the world is not going to f- fall apart. The country is not going to. Trump is the guy in charge. He's pulling the strings. This will work like everything else has worked. And remember, the same people saying that the tariffs are terrible, this is awful, blah, blah, blah. Same ones that said as soon as Trump won on election night, oh, the economy's going to go down. Oh, we're going to be in a recession. The stock market's going to take a plunge. Remember what happened? The market dropped like 500 points, then started going up and up and up till it hit like 26,000 a few weeks ago and then went back down to normal at 24 and change. Remember that? Same geniuses, same ones that said everything's going to, world is going down, our economy is screwed. Go get a bomb shelter somewhere, get some water, some tang, call it a day. Yeah, whatever. Losers. I'm very excited, by the way, that Jeff Sessions is suing the state of California. There's more information that dopey chick mayor out there in Oakland, uh, Libby Schaff, you sexist, I'd say the dopey guy mayor too. She's the one that tipped off the entire community, including illegal aliens, that ICE was coming for a raid. And uh, over 800 illegal aliens escaped ICE because they got they got a heads up. You have to. There's more information about some of these criminal illegal aliens, what they've done, that she helped get away. Wait till you hear about that. Coming up, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating.